Hello and welcome to Reverend G's podcast. I am the guy who just wants to share an encouraging word with you, some short sermons that I preached in the past, and I think that you will find all of them beneficial. All I ask that you do is if you enjoy it and learn something, just share it with someone else. So God bless, sit back, and listen to what God has put in my heart that I might share it with you. As I was listening to that song, my mind went back over this year's events that have transpired in my life. And I came up with this conclusion. After all the things I've been through, I still have joy. Uh, Let me say that again. After all the things that I've been through, I still have joy. Though I've been criticized, though I've been blindsided on the email, though I've been uninvited to the meeting, though I've been passed over for the job, though my salary is not where it's supposed to be, I still have joy. Though my house is not what it was once was, I still have joy. Oh, what a wonderful child. Jesus, through light, through rain, Jesus is the answer. Indeed, I count it a privilege and an honor to stand before you on this beautiful day. And if you would, I would like for you to turn to 2 Corinthians. The 11th chapter. Once again, 2 Corinthians, the 11th chapter. And I'm going to begin reading at the 24th verse. If you look there, you'll find these words. Once again, 2 Corinthians, the 11th chapter beginning at the 24th verse. If you look there, you'll find these words. Five times I received from the Jews and 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with the rod. Once I was stoned, three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I have been constantly on the move. I have been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my own countrymen, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, and in danger from false brothers. I have labored and toiled and have gone often without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst and have have often gone without food. I have been cold and naked. Besides everything else, somebody say, besides everything else, else. Paul says, I face daily the pressure of my concern for all the churches. 
if I could take for a subject or a thought, it would come out of that last verse, the 28th verse, where Paul says, besides everything else, I face daily the pressures of my concerns for all the churches. If I had a thought for you this morning, my subject would be, don't let the pressure get to you. If I could punctuate that at the end, I would say, God can handle it. Come on, let's go before the Lord in prayer. Dear God, we stand right now to deliver your word on this morning, Lord God, to your people, Lord God. Lord God, I'd ask that you would allow me to decrease, that you would get, in, get the increase, Lord God. Lord, I am a cup ready to be poured. I ask that you pour out of me every ounce that you poured into me for this message, Lord God. I'd ask that it would touch the hearts and the minds of your people on today, Lord God. I'd ask that when they leave this place, they would leave different than the way they came in. And Lord God, we'd always be so careful to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. It is in Christ's name I pray, amen. I just want to reiterate that. Don't let the pressure get to you. God can handle it. I started off thinking about this message, realizing that our lives are probably very similar in nature. No doubt we have families, we have careers, we have bills to pay, mortgages that are due, rent on a reoccurring basis. We have social groups that we find ourselves in. We probably are concerned about our retirement. We have our parenting ups and we have our parenting downs. We have our struggles and we have our challenges. I'd even say we have our good days and we have our bad days. I dare say that all these activities or events come with their own unique pressures. Sure, there is the pressure to do right or to do wrong, but sometimes there's just the pressure of just trying to get through life. It's not always about wrong and right. It's about trying to make decisions that are impacting your life. And if we aren't careful, sometimes these pressures can bring us down. You ever find yourself having to make difficult decisions, thinking through it, praying through it, asking others to help you through it, and even when it's that time to make that decision, it's still not an easy decision to make. I've also learned that no one is exempt from the pressures of life. Man or woman, there's always some unique pressures in that. Married or single, if you're married, sometimes you think, am I married to the right person? If you're single, you think, am I about to marry the wrong person? Parent or grandparent? You ask yourself, am I making this decision as a good parent or am I, am I simply responding to my own fears? There's all kinds of pressures in life. If you are in school, college, there's the pressure to always maintain a certain GPA, not only to stay in college, but also to keep your parents happy. 
If you are in an academic, uh, I'm sorry, if you are in an athletic sports event, if you're playing football, basketball, playing the piano, there's all these kinds of pressures that you find yourself in. Will I make the team? Will I be cut? Will my, what will my friends say when they no longer see me on the field? Even at work, there are lots of kinds of pressure, supervisor or employee. There's always the over-demanding boss and the under-performing employee. Oh, let me say that again. Uh, I spend most of my days at work, and there's always some issues. People demanding more, but giving you less. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm thankful to have a job, but I realize everyone around me does not understand that thankfulness. Whether young or old, there's still pressures in life. It seems like when I was young, I couldn't wait to get older. Now that I'm older, I wish I was young. I believe when we look at these things throughout our lives, they, they, they cause us to make choices. Some of those choices end up working out okay, and some of those choices don't work out so well. I, I want to encourage you to not let the pressure get to you. Whatever you're going through, God can handle it. You know, sometimes uh, you wake up in the morning feeling like victory is mine. But by the end of the day, you're feeling all worn out. Don't let the pressure get to you. Let me ask you this question. Have you ever been in one of those situations where you have to make a decision? And no matter what choice you make, the outcome is not the one you prefer. Well, let me restate that. Have you ever been in those situations, or you're, maybe you're in that situation right now, that you have to make a choice, and no matter what that choice is, it's not the outcome that you would prefer? Maybe you don't want to leave the job, but you have no choice. Maybe you don't want to leave the house, but you have no choice. I want to remind you that God can handle it. Sometimes life just happens. I'm sure you're probably like me and my family. We sit down and we plan for two years. We plan for the five year. We plan for the 10 year. And ultimately we plan to retire. But then one event or one person comes along and all of that changes. One visit to the doctor changes your plan. Hmm? One tuition bill changes your life. That mortgage note that used to be affordable is no longer affordable. That car that seemed all right doesn't work the way it used to work. God can handle it. When you first began to read this passage of Scripture, it caused me, or should cause you, to ponder and reflect over your life. First and foremost, when I read what Paul went through, when you look at all these things that he went through, 
it makes it difficult for me to complain about my commute. Let me say that again. I'm not trying to marginalize what you are going through or what I'm going through, but sometimes it's not that big. Because if, Paul, if God brought Paul through all of these things, somebody say he's the same God. He has not changed. Sometimes we need to go back and look historically through the Bible for some words or some stories that will encourage us or help us to understand uh, how men of God, women of God, made decisions during some pressure times. For example, David and Goliath. You're talking about a tough situation to be in. There stood a young man before the giant. The outcome on his shoulder. But he simply trusted in God. Let's think about Gideon. He started off with thousands and thousands of men. When he got to the battle line, he only had 300 left. But God worked it out. Think about Moses in the situation that he found himself in, leading the people of God, getting to the Red Sea, only to have everyone start complaining about where they were. And he said, stand still and see the salvation of God. No doubt, those were some high-pressure situations. So with those in, as the backdrop, I want to leave three points with you today that I'd like you to write down and think about this upcoming week. I'm going to tell you what the three points are, and then I'm going to give you a few highlights of those points. Point number one, remember the situation you find yourself in is only temporarily. Remember that the situation you find yourself in right now, it's only temporary. Point number two, God brought you this far. He won't leave you now. God brought you thus far. He will not leave you now. And point number three, his grace is sufficient. If you somehow forget point number one, and you can't remember point number two, always remember point number three. His grace is sufficient. Point number one, remember the situation is only temporarily. Now, I will tell you, it's, it's hard to see the end of the situation when you're right in the middle of trouble. It's so easy for me to t stand up and tell you everything's going to be all right. You know, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. But the reality of it is, and that's all true, but the reality of it is when you're in the midst of that trouble, it's sometimes hard to receive that. All you know is my issue is right here, right now. I remind you, it's only temporarily. It's, it's hard to, to see tomorrow when you're facing the difficulties of today. I'm sure when we, when you and I began the year 2009, we did not see all the things that have unfolded. But guess what? We're still here. We're still standing. God handled his business in 2009. Trust in God.
When you look at Paul's situation here, you can see that Paul said five times he was beaten, 40 times minus one. Now, I did my quick little math. That's five times. Each time, that's 39 lashes. And in my book, that's 195 lashes. Somebody do the math. If I'm wrong, y'all let me know. Now, think about this. I'm sure that at that moment in time, each time that whip felt his skin or met his skin, I'm sure it had to hurt. I'm sure it felt like an eternity. And I'm sure he was counting each one of them as they went forward. One, two, three, and so forth. It had to seem like an eternity. I said that to say this. You may be in a similar situation where it seems like an eternity. Monday has come and the issue is still there. Tuesday has arrived and the issue is still there. But just as Paul says, besides all this, I still have other pressures. And that's to do the Lord's will. Don't let the pressure get to you. God can handle it. Paul says he was beaten three times with the rod and one stone. That's a lot of whippings to go through. Point number two. God brought you thus far. He won't lead you now. I think it's important that we look back over our lives and realize that of all the challenges that you and I have faced, when we've trusted in God, he's worked it out. Oh, yeah, we might have to sing that song that says he may not come when you want him, but he's always been on time. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. He's a way maker. He's my lily in the valley. He's that bright and morning star. So God won't leave you, even though it may seem like it at the moment in time. It may seem like you've gone to 35 interviews and have not received a call yet. But God won't leave you. It may seem like you've been passed over six times, but God has not left you. Paul says uh, he was shipwrecked three times. You know, there's a commitment involved in serving the Lord. Now, I begin to look at the shipwreck that Paul was involved in. And I ask myself, if I were on the first shipwreck, would I have gotten back on the boat again? I pray that my answer is yes. Because ultimately, we want to serve the Lord. No matter how difficult and dark the situation may be, no matter how many shipwrecks you've been on, no matter how bad or good your business may be doing right now, hold on and trust in God. Paul says he's been in danger in the city and in the country. 
It seemed like there was nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. Well, in the suburbs of the metropolitan area, trouble will find you. Issues of life will find you. A gated community cannot prevent the troubles from showing up. No matter how far you move, life will find you. The important part is, how do you handle the pressures of life? I don't know about you, but I learned to trust in the Lord. We are only a few days away from 2010. And yes, 2009 had its moments. No doubt we had some of our most difficult days, but we are still standing in God. No doubt some of us probably made some of the most difficult decisions we probably ever had to make in 2009. We probably went through some of the darkest and toughest days of our lives. But God is helping us keep it together. Some may say the saying, I'm hanging on by a thread. I say, thank God for the thread. Some may say that I'm at the end of my rope. I say, thank God you're not out of rope. God can handle it. I want to go back to the job aspect for a moment. Over this year, I have found myself personally involved in a lot of challenges, a lot of issues at work, in some very pressure, high pressure decision-making events. Some of those decisions have affected people's lives. Some positive and some not so positive. And through those situations, the one thing I found constant in my life is that it kept me in prayer. Like it ought to keep each of you in prayer. You go in one day, I go in one day, thinking my job is this, only to find out that is something else. More responsibility, less pay. More headaches, no pills to go along with it. But through all of this pressure, God has not failed me yet. Let me, let me back up and say that again. Through all of the pressures, through all of the decisions, through all of the issues, God has not failed me yet. My faith has increased each and every day in Christ. You've got to learn, we've got to learn to put ourselves aside and put God first in our lives. I started off by saying, that no doubt our lives are probably similar in nature. I talked about you have a family, I have a family, we have bills, bills, we have careers. Being a husband comes with its pressures. Being a father comes with its pressures. Being a parent comes with its pressures. But I found a resting place in the Word of God. I've found that when I go to his word, now I ain't going to kid you, I don't always get it right. That might come as a surprise. 
I'm not the perfect husband, but I'm (laughs) 9.9. Somebody ought to say amen. (laughs) And, 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 And in talking to you and with you, I learn that we got to learn to pray for each other. Yeah. I've learned that uh, I can look good, but sometimes I'm hurting on the inside. Yeah. And even though you don't see that hurt, you still sometimes got to pray for me. Because yeah. even though I don't see your hurt or you don't speak it to me, I've got to pray for you. Because while I'm at pressure in my world, you probably at pressures in your world. And just as Paul went through these things, but at the end he said, I still have additional pressure, and that pressure is what? I'm concerned about doing the Lord's will. At the end of the day, at the end of the week, it's all about doing God's work. No matter what capacity you find yourself in, if, you're, if it's a parent, at the end of the day, it's about parenting according to the will of God. If you are a student, it's about being a student according to the will of God. If you are a leader, supervisor, or an employee, it's all about doing it for, towards the will of God. Don't let the pressure get to you. My final point, point number three, his grace is sufficient. His grace is sufficient. Please turn to 2 Corinthians, you're right there. The 12th chapter, just slide down a little further. And I want to read the 9th and the 10th uh, verse. Second Corinthians, the 12th chapter, we'll slide a little further down, the 9th and the 10th verse. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest upon me. If you read before there, you will see that three times Paul pleaded with the Lord to remove that thorn from him. And then God says, my grace is sufficient for thee. Well, I had to look up the term grace. I knew what it meant, but I just wanted to remind myself even more. And grace is God's unmerited favor. God's unmerited favor. You can't earn it. You can't buy it. You can't charge it. It's God's unmerited favor. Have you ever experienced God's unmerited favor? Have you ever experienced God's unmerited favor? Have you ever experienced God's grace? Have you ever experienced God's grace? When I asked that question, some of you should have been standing. Because you know, like I know, we've gone to the doctor knowing what we thought the results were going to be. But by God's grace, it turned out a different way. 
Some of you should have been standing. You young people, it's by God's grace you're in the college that you're in. You knew your grades were one point whatever it was. But it's by God's grace. Some of you that own businesses, you know it's by God's grace. Some of you that have contracts in place, you know it's by God's grace. Some of you that have seen your children grow up, you know it's by God's grace. Maybe I need to keep talking until I get everybody standing. Because maybe you don't understand God's grace. By God's grace, by his grace, we are saved by his grace. I once was a sinner, but by his grace, sinking deep in the muck of mire, but by his grace. You can be seated if you can. His grace is sufficient. As I stated earlier, if you don't remember anything I said before, know that his grace is sufficient. Uh, understand that sufficient is enough to meet the needs of the proposed end. Understand that God's grace never runs out. It's never rationed and it's always available for sharing. God's grace. God's move, God moves in ways we cannot and do not understand. Just when you think it's all over, God is just getting started. When life situation seems insurmountable, when life comes at you extremely fast, when each day brings a new challenge, a new obstacle, remember that his grace is sufficient. His grace hears your cries, carries your burdens and your sorrow. For the word said, the Lord is nigh unto them that call upon his name. His grace provides all your needs. But my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and by Christ Jesus. His grace keeps us going. But though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. His grace never leaves you. He said it'll never leave you nor forsake you. That's what Jesus can do for you. Would you stand with me? Today we find ourselves in the midst of challenges, in the midst of change. But the one reassuring thing that we must always remember, that God is good. God is faithful. Let me, if I have to set the record straight, let me set the record straight. God is faithful. Yeah. 
And that you can be reassured of. No matter where you find yourself in today's situation of life, know that God can help you handle whatever situation that you're going through. When we simply put our trust in him. So maybe you're here today and maybe you do not have that personal relationship with the Lord. And maybe the pressures of life are surrounding you. Or maybe they aren't. But the one thing you need to have is Jesus in your life. So if you're here today and do not know the Lord as your personal Lord and Savior, we want to extend this invitation to you today. Won't you come forward and accept the Lord as your personal Lord and Savior? And just as Paul went through these... I want to thank you for joining in and listening to today's uh, sermon. I pray that it touched your heart and that it will encourage you uh, tomorrow, the day after, and any days in the future. So God bless, and please feel free to come back and join us again. Thank you for listening.